music, celebrities, and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, this Nebraska native rewrote the rules for power pop in the 90s with hit albums like Girlfriend, Altered Beast, and 100% Fun. Now, Matthew Sweet has done the music business his own way, and fans and critics continue to dig Matthew's ever-expanding originality, proving that if you build it, they will come. And you can catch Matthew at Maha August 20th. He's here now to chat his career and new music. Matthew Sweet swings by Unorthodox original He'll take you on a sonic ride <laughs> That was amazing <laughs> I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of interviews over the years And I've never had such a great introduction That was really cool, the singing oh, Awesome you. to hear it, great to have you with us Good to be here Okay, so right now you're in the process of recording some new music And you're doing this at your home studio That is correct I actually just finished all my recording for the record a little over a week ago, trying to turn my schedule around because a lot of my record I worked on in the very late night. I was kind of all night and then sort of sleeping in the days, which is weird for me because I always was kind of a morning person. I just got so kind of engrossed in working on it and that time, you know, was really quiet. So in this kind of moment before I mixed the record, I I recorded way too many songs. So in the hope that it would yield a really good album. And so now I have to figure out what I'm going to put on it. You haven't whittled it down yet. Not exactly. I mean, I probably have most of what will go on the album in my kind of top 20 now, I guess. So I wonder if you'll have the same perspective in the dark hours of the night that you have in the bright hours of the day. There is something fundamentally wrong with being up only at the time no one else. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was good for me just focusing on working and doing so much stuff. Sometimes that's the only time you could get anything done. Yeah, I think so. And I don't know what it was, but somehow I got turned around. And last night I slept, so I'm on a normal day sort of today. Okay. You've taken different artistic journeys on different albums. In modern art, you kind of wanted to take the intent out of the creative process. So did you have an approach to this album? For me, I thought of it as, you know, you guys know, like you can think about or talk about what you want to be like, but when you do it, you kind of are what you are, you know? (laughs) I wanted it to be very much a return to basics. I wanted it to be kind of song-oriented and just to have a lot of feeling in it, you know? I didn't really know how to do that exactly other than what I've always done, which is when I'm writing, have feelings more than ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, are you the type of person that is disciplined in sitting down and writing songs, or do you kind of wait for inspiration and go with it? Sort of both. You know, when I know I need to do some writing, I'll have little ideas out of the blue. Oftentimes, when I'm not playing an instrument, I might just be running around doing something else, and I sort of record those. And if I am needing to do some writing, I'll also sit down every day with an acoustic guitar and just come up with some idea. But once I'm getting into writing, I will do a couple things. I'll keep doing that, and then I also will kind of go back through those things and see what grabs me. I might spend a minute, you know, quote, writing, unquote, okay. in a, and everything the song will be kind of comes from that. You might not know playing it for someone, but to me, yes. know what it will become, sort of. Uh-huh. 
I try not to think of writing as a big, scary thing. You know, to me, in a weird way, it's almost, like, too easy. It kind of made me feel like I didn't do anything, you know, because it sort of comes from the air in this strange way, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, when I start to think about things a lot and construct things is when it just kind of makes me bored or something. Okay. Nebraska-based singer-songwriter Matthew Sweet here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, how often do you have a song that you really believe in and you feel it, but then the production is going in the wrong direction and you're losing it? That's and what it is. Yeah. You know, I don't have a lot of patience to like rework one thing, so yes. I just don't think I can control that. I mean, that's one great thing about over-recording. And when I say return to basics, it, in a way I mean the way I used to do it, which is okay. when I started out, I would make tons and tons of demos at home. Nowadays, the quality's so good, I just can record pro recording at home, you know. Right, yes. In the beginning, I made all these demos, and then I chose what to record on very expensive studio outings by picking the favorites of those batches, mm-hmm. and then we'd pick an album out of it. Okay. Now, looking back on all your albums, is there one album that you can point to where you felt like you grew the most as like a writer or musician? The most pivotal one for me and that stands as the one people kind of care the most about is Girlfriend. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think there was a big change for me then because I think I understood the power of the feeling over kind of the technical and the sound. You know, learning a lot about how to record and sing with myself and do multi-tracks. You know, like when Drum Machine first came out was when I was kind of a teenager and starting to record. Mm -hmm. So it was like, wow, a machine where I can make a drum track and then I play the other things already so I can sort of make it really seem like a recording. I've always been a person interested in sort of tech and the future and all this. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I learned a really fundamental thing, which was at this one point in my life, I kind of abandoned the sort of building the skeleton approach and just did some stuff where I played drums even though I wasn't very good and did all this stuff. It just felt a different way that was like, this is a good way for me to do it, okay. you know? Uh-huh. It made sense. The manager has been yeah. my manager ever since, you know, at that time also did something that was really important, which is he said, oh, it reminds me of Neil Young and Crazy Horse. And, you know, I knew who Neil Young was, but it was kind of before he really was raised up again by kind of new music as Uh this icon and everything and I thought well I know I have a weird voice or whatever you know he was like no I mean like just the feeling of kind of the music and how it's recorded and he sent me a bunch of tapes of, you know, it's hard to imagine with no internet what it was like, you know. <laughs> right, yes. I mean, these mixtapes of those Neil Young records, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, and it just changed. So it. that kind of validated the path you were on. It did. I mean, it's almost like I stumbled on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you've, you know, constantly reinvented yourself, done new projects. You've worked with Susanna Hoff. So how did that come about, that collaboration? Well, Susanna and I met way back. I met her on the telephone with my friend Fred Marr when we were making Girlfriend. I've always loved girl groups. I love lots of girls singing together. The Shangri-Las are just huge favorites of mine, you know. Uh And, you know, I loved the Go-Go's. I loved the Bangles. And so it was natural that we would be friends or whatever because we like a lot of the same kind of vibe of music. Right. But I really got to know Sue a little better when started working on the Austin Powers stuff. Okay. Mike Myers was sort of developing the character. We were sort of in the fake group with him. And that's when I just was around her, you know, for the first time very much. You know, we did those movies and stuff. I kind of went to do a Bangles thing that was like a Bangles and Friends acoustic show 
one night. This is probably around 2005 or six. I guess. Yeah. Backstage, I said to her, you know, you're so great. I'd love to produce something. I love your voice. I always have. And she was talking to Shout Factory around that time, who we ended up doing our records with. Okay. And they really were the ones that said, do covers records together. I mean, I think I kind of imagined it more like we'd write some songs and make a Susanna solo record or whatever. Uh-huh. But it became this thing, you know, and they really wanted us to do it, and we thought, this will be fun, we'll give it a try, and we became very good friends through making the first record together. And your voices mesh so well. It's weird, I know, they're different, but it does sort of work. And it's great because I love her voice, so I didn't have to have as much hating myself, you know, as <laughs> usual, because I could focus on what I'd make her do. In interviews all the time, she'll always go, Matthew came to me and he's like, you're singing this song. <laughs> and I'd be like, really? And it's because, you know, I would always rather hear her sing cover than myself, you know. Singer-songwriter Matthew Sweet here on the Mulberry Lane Show. More with Matthew right after this. Don't go anywhere. You need to get back in the arms of a good friend. And I need to get back in the arms of a girlfriend. I didn't know nobody. And then I saw you coming my you need to 